Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. And we are here 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden. Richie V, Mr. Call Screener, El Conservador, your liberty-loving Latino amigo. And there's a bunch of stuff I want to talk about. May not have time for all of it. That's why we have tomorrow. But uh, Tuesday edition of This is America. Schumer is forcing votes from Democrats on the radical election reform proposals and the filibuster. That's going to happen later today on Capitol Hill. As that develops, we'll bring you more on that. But uh, here's a bit of good news. Bill de Blasio has decided against running for governor in New York. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, it's not that he had a chance of winning, but we don't have to deal with him on the campaign trail. So that is a good thing. Now, what we want to talk about today There's a couple of stories that have happened over the last couple of hours, last couple of days. Uh, This false flag scenario that's coming out of Russia. We're going to talk about that. Fentanyl is always in the headlines, and we never talk about fentanyl enough. So we're going to talk about this killer substance. And 5G. 5G is rolling out mañana or tonight at midnight. So uh, we're going to get to the scoop on why airline pilots are saying, "Uh uh-uh, no bueno, I don't want to deal with that. But there's a couple of headlines here that I I still want to talk about. Just a brief mention. Uh, Senator Marshall is saying that Fauci lied to Congress and the American people about his finances. So as that develops, we're going to bring you more on that. And there's another one here that says U.S. colleges are set to impose a new N95 mask requirement as well as increased restrictions in addition to vaccine mandates. Now, what's interesting here is my kid picked her college in particular in Virginia because she didn't want to deal with a lot of these mandates and whatnot. So it's interesting to see that, you know, a lot of public schools are are adding this to their mix. And I'm just to delve into it a little bit. I mean, I just dropped her off about a week ago. And it was a it was a beautiful moment. I'm happy to see her spread her wings and, you know, take flight as an adolescent. But it's horrible to see that they're now going to thinking of requiring N95, KN95 masks or a combination of the surgical mask and a cloth mask on top of it. And this is just so that you can go on campus. I mean, it's almost like you've got to prove everything you can to stay on campus. Otherwise, you're presumed to be negative. You're presumed uh, to to, uh, excuse me, to be positive. You're presumed to have covid and be some sort of super spreader yourself. And it's just horrible. And these are things that are happening at places like Georgetown University, Duke University, Stanford University, Northwestern University, and so many others listed here. So it's great to know that there are still some universities out there that still believe in liberty, still believe in freedom. Now, speaking of liberty and freedom and one's right to sovereignty, Russia is continuing to beat the drum as if they are going to attack Ukraine. 
Now, this is a big deal. Why? No, not because Kanye West is thinking of going to Russia. And that was an interesting story that I saw. It says that uh, Kanye West, who's now known as Ye, by the way, legally changed his name, that he's planning on going on tour, doing some shows over there, expanding his business and meeting with President Vladimir Putin. And that's uh, in a piece in Billboard magazine. So uh, we'll keep an ear on that one as well. I love Kanye West. I think he's terrific. Um, What he's doing in Russia, I don't know. I've heard that uh, from Bernie Sanders, that Russia's lovely this time of year. It's absolutely gorgeous. Bernard Sanders. Anyway, let's get to uh, this clip from Jen Back Pasaki because Jen Back Pasaki, Silent P, of course, she says that Russia is encroaching on Ukraine and they might fake it until they make it. And by that, I mean creating a false flag operation so that they can attack Ukraine as if Ukraine attacked them. Check this out. We have information that indicates Russia has already pre-positioned a group of operatives to conduct a false flag operation in eastern Ukraine. The operatives are trained in urban warfare and in using explosives to carry out acts of sabotage against Russia's own proxy forces. Our information also indicates that Russian influence actors are already starting to fabricate Ukrainian provocations in state and social media to justify a Russian intervention and sow divisions in Ukraine. Now, of course, this is something that Jen Back Pasaki knows all about provocations and propaganda and influence teams because Democrats specialize in this. Right now, they're focused on this whole fake phony fraud Fugazi Voting Rights Act, that it's somehow, if this bill doesn't get passed, nobody's ever going to be able to vote again, as if they didn't vote last time, as if their guy's not in the White House, as if they don't have a majority in the House, a majority in the Senate, and the White House. You couldn't make this stuff up. But as Jen Back Pasaki said, Russia is on the move. According to NBC News, the U.S. has information that the Russian government is planning a false flag operation to rationalize an invasion of Ukraine. It's rare for the U.S. government to publicly release intelligence information in real time as it's happening, especially about a high value target like Russia, which has traditionally been a very longtime adversary of the United States. Now, this unusual disclosure came as the Biden administration has sought to preempt Russian tactics, which during previous conflicts have obscured the facts and made it more difficult for the U.S. and its allies to hold Moscow accountable. Now, for weeks, concerns have grown about this potential Russian invasion into Ukraine. U.S. national security officials have warned publicly that Russia was likely to spread misinformation about ongoing diplomatic efforts to muddy the waters and to try and drive a wedge between the U.S. and its NATO European allies. And that's where we are right now. So now they're sending uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken as if he's done anything good ever. He's Joe Biden's longtime confidant, on, uh, confidant, I should say, on foreign policy going back to when Biden was in the Senate. But all that being said, I wanted to dig in a little bit. It's so important to talk about a false flag operation coming out of Russia. Now, I know if you're like me, you have some conspiracy friends where every single news item that's on the news every day is a false flag operation. Anything you hear, plane went down, someone died, Hollywood actor dies, whatever it is, false flag. And if it's not a false flag, they died because of the vaccine, right? (laughs) I mean, these are the uh, Bill Gates did it. George Soros did it. That's it. There's always the same three bad guys. Nancy Pelosi. And I get it. But we do have to kind of take it with a grain of salt and we kind of have to drill down and get to the bottom of it. Russia is an expert in the false flag because many communist historians believe that when Reagan said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall, 
that it really wasn't the end of the USSR, but that they just kind of faked it so that they could continue to do what they were doing and morph into what China kind of has, their communist party that's in charge, but a capitalist system where they get to rob everybody and still keep people in the peasantry. Now, again, those are the theories from a lot of the uh, communist observers that I've spoken with. So I guess a little bit of a dive into where do these false flags come from to begin with is probably a good idea. Well, believe it or not, I was reading this article in Columbia Journalism Review, and it says it goes way back to the days of pirates. 15 men on a dead man's chest. Yo, ho, ho, and a bundle of rocks. Can the devil be done for the rest? Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of rum. Yep, those guys. In fact, according to the article, they traced the use of the word of false flags to pirates who would fly the flag of a target ship that they were about to rob and wait up until they got next to it, pull it down, put up their skull and crossbones, and then go attack the ship. And that's how the the most modern usage of the term false flag came about. But the history of false flags goes even deeper and more mainstream. Under maritime law, it was perfectly legal for one ship to fly a false flag to chase an enemy ship or to try to escape, even though it's universally agreed that immediately before an attack, the vessel must fly its international flag. And that's according to a 1914 Law Journal article and U.S. maritime law that prohibits the use of false flags, albeit there is evidence that there has been some use of false flags in history. Well, of course there has. For example, many people still insist that the explosion that destroyed the USS Maine in Havana Harbor back in 1898 was a false flag operation to give the United States a pretext for the Spanish-American War. Hmm. So according to that theory, it's not just the commies that are good at this stuff, but our own government. As far back as 1898, if they were pulling stunts like that back then, and again, I'm not saying they were. I guess this is uh, what many would call a tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. These false flag operations have existed for centuries, and they've even appeared in dictionaries. The Oxford English Dictionary traces the term false flag back to 1569, although its first citation is used figuratively as a deliberate misrepresentation of someone's affiliation or motives, something used deliberately to misrepresent its way. The first citation of it being used in a maritime sense, a flag was used to disguise a ship by misrepresenting its nationality, allegiance, or intent, and that's from 1824. So a little history there on false flags. Now, of course, why would anybody want to do any of these false flags? It's because they want to commit the crime and then blame somebody else. Now, isn't that interesting? That seems to be how the Democrats roll all the time. right? They want to push this voting rights thing. They say, oh, my gosh, if you don't vote for the voting rights bill that we have now, they name it after a, a congressman, John Lewis, who passed away, who was known for being a civil rights activist that you're somehow, you're racist. If you disagree with me, you're an absolute racist. I mean, I think it's a, it's a real art form because my brain doesn't work that way of blaming everybody else for my problems, right? I just, even when I do do that, it's it's not a natural thing. You know, I catch myself and I'm like, all right, you know, let me not do that. It's not something I should do. But that's exactly what the Dems do. 
They accuse you, and it's, it goes beyond just the uh, Freudian idea of projectionism. I mean, here they're literally starting a problem to blame you so they can go after you. Kind of sounds like January 6th to me in many ways. The FBI had informants. Of course, these informants are rabble-rousers. They get people excited. They misdirect people. Go in here, go there. This one moves here. That one moves there. Next thing you know, people are climbing off the scaffolding, falling off, off the side of the building. It was absolutely crazy. And all Trump's fault. And in this situation, it looks like Putin is trying to do the exact same thing. Now, back to this piece in the review. I just want to share this last uh, tidbit with you. Robert Moss, described as an internationally syndicated columnist with the London Daily Telegraph, testified before a Senate subcommittee on security and terrorism on the role of Moscow and its subcontractors. Moss described international events such as the reported Soviet-directed manufacturing of weapons to make them appear as if they were from Western nations so that the West would be blamed for the terrorist activity. This could all be viewed under the category of what experts call false flag operations, Moss said. In other words, carrying out a covert operation under the flag or the label of a different country or a different interest from what you really represent. They also found an earlier 1980 reference to the word false flag in the New Yorker, excuse me, the New York Times magazine in an article discussing Soviet moles. Some were enlisted under false flag arrangements in which, for example, this is a quote from the article, former Nazis were recruited by a KGB front that pretended to be a secret Nazi conspiracy. Now, it makes me wonder if we've had false flags in all of our history, from the pirates to the Soviets to even the United States, does that mean that we have communists within the government, people that adhere to the teachings of Karl Marx? Are there American Marxists that are subverting our republic? I think you know the answer to that, but good food for thought. Don't move a muscle. Keep it locked right there. Straight ahead, we're going to talk about fentanyl, how it's killing more than, at least in 2020, more than automobile accidents and a bunch of other stuff. So don't miss that straight ahead. Plus 5G, that starts today. And we got a couple of clips of audio from some of the political stuff that's going on. I just wanted to get into this. So thanks for bearing with me. I am Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Right now, Amazon is offering some amazing extra perks that come with a job offer. If you start a warehouse job, you can get a $1,000 sign-on bonus. That means you start earning a paycheck right away, plus you get extra cash to use before the holidays. Applying is so easy, you don't even need an interview. It's never been so rewarding to start an hourly job that's close to home. So what are you waiting for? To join the team today, visit Amazon.com slash sign-on bonus. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. 
Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America. He's brown, he's bald, and he's breaking it down. This is America with Rich Valdez. Welcome back, America. Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S here with you guys for another three segments, right? This one plus two more and a lot to cover. I want to talk about that 5G stuff. I want to talk about what's going on with fentanyl. I also want to talk about this crazy rant that Russell Brand went on. And we'll go into some of the um, political stories and a couple of clips that we have from yesterday as well. But I want to jump right into this clip of audio that we have about fentanyl because this stuff is out of control. I mean, it really has gotten to um, a fever pitch where more people are dying of this than are dying of just about anything else. Fentanyl overdoses are the number one cause of death for Americans ages 18 to 45. I'm reading this in the Austin American Statesman. Fentanyl, a powerful synthetic opioid that's 50 to 100 times more potent than morphine, has just moved into the number two slot at the end of 2021. But for 2020, it was in that number one spot. And there's a stat here. Talks about in 2019, West Virginia Customs and Border Protection seized enough fentanyl to kill every person in West Virginia 32 times over. Now, I find it interesting that they bring up West Virginia because I went to West Virginia one time. I had to go down there for some business. I was in uh, the D.C. area and had to go a little further out. And it was quite a ride. And I spent the night. And I remember I... um, I took a, an Uber, and when I got in the car, I asked the, the driver, I said, hey, what's, what's good around here? You know, where, where's, the, where's the party at? Where's the downtown? And he tells me, uh, I go, you know, he didn't answer. <clears throat> I said, well, what do people do for fun? And he says, heroin. I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, no, I'm serious. And then he went on to tell me how a whole bunch of his high school friends were all dead from overdoses because they're mixing fentanyl into the heroin. And that it's like the number one pastime in West Virginia. And then I, you know, went to a restaurant, went to the hotel, saw a few things. And I noticed everybody was grossly overweight. Literally, like every person I saw, there were no medium-sized people. Everybody was like 300 plus pounds. Again, this was probably just my experience, but I found it so odd. I'd never seen so many people that were so overweight. And this is coming from a guy that's been overweight his whole life, right? I, I weigh 220 pounds, 219 pounds. I went up a little bit. I was 218 for quite a bit. I got to get back on that. But the point is, I just, I was really like taken aback. It was very surprising to me. And my buddy Curtis Lee, I always wondered why he called a hillbilly heroin. And now I know why. Because out in the sticks in West Virginia, there isn't a lot to do except go to the bar and go home. You know, go to work, go to the bar, go home. And sadly, some people take it a, a step three far and end up, you know, doing other stuff, harder stuff. And, of course, end up dead. Now, the group Families Against Fentanyl used data from April of 2018 to 2019 and then again from April of 2019 to 2020 and a third set of data from April 2020 to April 2021. The group's calculation found that fentanyl was the biggest killer in that age group of 18 to 45 years old in all three years. And the margin's been growing. For 2022, I believe car accidents have overtaken fentanyl. But in the year ending April 2019, Fentanyl overdoses outpaced suicides by about 2,000 deaths. In the year ending April 2020, 
Fentanyl overdoses outpaced suicides 37,000 to 21,000. But in the year ending April 2021, fentanyl overdoses, excuse me, overdose deaths outpaced the new number two killer, which was automobile accidents by the largest margin of 40,000 to 22,000. I don't want to bore you with the numbers, but I just thought it was really, really interesting. And I know this stuff is in the news every day, but I think I don't pay enough attention to it because this is clearly killing more people than any vaccine. People are like, oh, the vaccine's about depopulation. I'm thinking the United States population continues to grow. Now, they might make the argument that our population growth number is slowing down. I would say that's way more attributable to, uh, attributable to people like AOC saying don't have kids, climate change, the world's going to end in 12 years than it is to some sort of uh, central conspiracy like, um, you know, people are very um, partial to the UN 2030 uh, agenda saying that, you know, they've got to kill X, Y and Z people. I, I spent some time at the UN. I don't know if you all have been to the UN or spent time. I was a advocacy chair for the United Nations organization here in New Jersey. And I can tell you, I met a lot of people, ambassadors and whatnot. I never got this sense. There's a couple of mad scientists that do believe in these types of things. But for the most part, most people are there uh, wearing their heart on their sleeve. Many of them are uh, progressive, Marxist, whatever, but not people that are looking to decrease the world population and destroy people. They're just looking for people to be more equitable, but whatever. Again, that's me being Mr. Softy, right? I just I just have a tough time with a lot of these theories because when you test them out, they don't seem to be very accurate all the time. But be that as it may, there's so much more attention on people taking vaccines and dropping dead or getting myocarditis. And these are all real things. I have a friend I mentioned to you recently that his son, his 20-something-year-old son, is suffering from that. I'm not trying to downplay that at all. But I am trying to say fentanyl is literally killing people. Boatloads. I mean, check this out. Look at this. I'm just... I did a quick uh, search. These are some of the headlines. 13-year-old boy dies after presumed fentanyl exposure one day ago. Three hours ago. Ohio parents charge in baby's death after ingesting fentanyl. One day ago. Hartford Current. Fentanyl overdose of Hartford 7th grader. Fox 61. Fentanyl decontamination process continues at the Hartford school. I mean, this is horrible stuff. And that original story I mentioned, the uh, Circleville, Ohio parents are now charged after their one-year-old ingested fentanyl. I mean, and, and I'll get to that right after this, but I want you to hear a report on fentanyl and how serious it is, because I think we're looking at the wrong stuff. We are doing everything we can conceivably do to raise the alarm that this is, in fact, an epidemic. Anne-Marie Schubert, the Sacramento County DA, said that two milligrams of fentanyl can be fatal for most adults, which is about the size of two grains of salt. In her county, she reported 157 deaths from homicide with a gun compared to 198 fentanyl-related deaths during 2020 and 2021. These are not the drugs of the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s where it took a significant time period or it took numerous uses to, to cause uh, destructive and fatal consequences for the user. All the DAs reported a steady increase in fentanyl confiscation and deaths over the past couple of years. They are urging for increased education to the public and accountability for dealers. Fentanyl has been gaining more attention recently as being deadlier than more well-known opiates like heroin and Oxycontin. 
A retired DEA agent told NTD's Capital Report that Americans are being targeted with fentanyl by criminal organizations that can be traced back to the Chinese Communist Party. The Mexican cartels have formed a deadly partnership with the Chinese transnational criminals, and they're bombing our country with this chemical weapon called fentanyl. And the fentanyl is not only mixed in methamphetamine, heroin, and cocaine, but they're making fake pills. Maltz went on to say that it's one of the many ways the CCP has been using to try to destabilize the United States. Of course they're trying to destabilize the United States. And this guy, uh, former Agent Maltz, he hits the nail on the head, just like the prosecutor, who probably is on the left, right, because she's uh, from Sacramento. But even if she wasn't, my point is, this is one of those issues where it doesn't matter what political party you're from. This stuff is killing everybody. I remember once um, briefly being on the phone right after Eric Bowling's uh, child died at college from experimenting with a, with a Xanax pill. And the Xanax pill was a fake pill made from this and lamentably passed away as a result of an accidental overdose. Wasn't any type of lifestyle, wasn't a heroin addict, wasn't any of those things. A kid that took a pill for the first time in college and it was fatal. And I remember talking to him before his interview with the great one, Mark Levin, and I had no words. I was just like, so sorry. And, and you know, his strength was really amazing to me at the time. You could tell he was broken and, and really a, a hollow version of himself at that time because of, you know, the pain that he'd been through. But it made me think, man, we've really got to get a grip on this. We've really got to focus on what it is that matters. So, you know, when I saw this headline, it said California sounding the alarm on fentanyl. I thought, we got to talk about this, you know, rather than talk about vaccines and talk about everything else, which we talk about all the time anyway. I think we need to put a lot of focus on this. The war on drugs needs to make a comeback like we've never seen before, because if the war on drugs isn't stopped and Joe El Baboso Biden lets people come through the border and stopping, you know, every 15th person with 14 of them getting through or whatever that stat looks like. We're going to have a lot of dead kids in this country. We're going to have a lot of dead people in this country because of fentanyl overdoses. And that's not something we want. Even this one, Circleville, Ohio, local 12 news. A mother and father in Circleville are facing multiple charges after police said their 20-month-old baby, 20-month-old baby died after ingesting fentanyl. On Sunday, Circleville police received a call from a local hospital about a child in the emergency room who was not breathing. After continued life-saving measures, police said the 20-month-old died. Heartbreaking. The baby's three-year-old sibling was also brought to the emergency room and was examined and closely monitored and later released to family. During the investigation, police said it was discovered both children had ingested fentanyl at the family's apartment. Quote, Our department and our personnel are deeply saddened and outraged at the death of an innocent child due to the illegal drugs that plague our community. If you have a drug addiction or know someone that does, please reach out for help. The senseless deaths in our community due to dangerous drugs need to stop. And that's according to the Circleville Police Department's uh, statement. Now, while executing a search warrant at the residence, police found multiple items that tested positive for fentanyl. According to police, the children's parents, Nicholas Lee, 25 years old, and Brianna Rausch, 26 years old, of Circleville, Ohio, admitted to using and selling illicit narcotics like fentanyl and crack cocaine. They're both charged with involuntary manslaughter, attempted involuntary manslaughter, two counts of child endangerment, trafficking in fentanyl, and possession of fentanyl. Now you tell me if that's not a heartbreaking story. 
how that stuff is coming through. All I could say is back in 2011, 20, yeah, 2010, I went to a meeting. I worked for Governor Chris Christie at the time, and I went to a meeting for something called Jakarta, G-C-A-D-A, the Governor's Council against uh, on Alcohol and Drug Abuse. And there were guys coming in from customs and guys from the state police that were giving their reports and saying, you know, New Jersey ports are a primary source of importing fentanyl. This was at that time. And at that time, I think we had jumped in New Jersey from something like 700 uh, overdose deaths in the previous year to 4,000 that year. As we now know, it's killing more people than automobile accidents in the last three years. We've got a serious problem here. It's at the border and it's making its way through lots of other places. So as much as I can, I'm going to keep the focus on fentanyl because even though it's a little uh, not as sexy as the vaccine and not as sexy as Bill Gates, it's way more deadly. Keep it locked right here. Straight ahead, we're going to talk about why airlines and pilots are freaking out over the rollout of 5G, fifth generation wireless technology, which is expected to be lightning quick. And others think it's going to be some sort of a death ray, a death machine. As soon as they turn on the 5G speeds, everybody with the vaccine is going to pop. I have no reason to think that's true, but sounds like an interesting movie. Don't move a muscle. Keep it locked right there. I am Rich Valdez with an S, and this is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. In times like these, it's so important that we focus on the facts. I always tell you to focus on the facts. I think you hear that everywhere you go, and that's because facts are irrefutable. It's the bottom line. It's the real deal. And in times like this of uncertainty, we need to rely on the facts. I get my facts from JustFacts.com. That's F-A-C-T-S, JustFacts.com. Go to JustFacts.com and sign up for their newsletter. JustFacts.com forward slash rich. Just put my name in there and you'll get it for free. JustFacts.com slash rich. This is America. Mr. Call Screen, who is a budding radio star, by the way. Richie Valdez is terrific. All right, America, welcome back. Thank you so much for your kind words. It's a great one. And uh, we're talking about fentanyl. We're talking about false flags. We're talking about... What's going on with 5G? Now, 5G, this is the big deal that everybody's talking about because today's the big day. Tuesday, the uh, 18th at midnight is when they're going to roll this stuff out. And airlines are in an uproar over this. They don't want it. Listen to this. Airline executives are begging the Biden administration to immediately step in and halt the rollout of the new 5G technology near airports. Now, Verizon and AT&T are set to launch this service, and 10 airlines sent a letter to federal officials on Monday warning of a catastrophic crisis. They say if the service begins, a large number of their fleet will be grounded, stranding potentially millions of travelers. The airline industry says the new 5G service interferes with some of the plane's instruments that measure altitude and help in low visibility environments. So now, according to a piece in 
Heartland.org, Seton Motley says that 5G wireless technology is the most dominant way to connect to the web. The download and upload speeds of this new wireless network are going to approach one gigabyte per second. That's literally 20, almost 20 times faster than today's current speeds. 5G's capabilities will deliver us ever-expanding opportunities on the Internet, including physical objects or groups of objects that are embedded with sensors and processing abilities, software, and other tech that can connect and exchange data with other devices and systems over the Internet or even other communications networks, which ultimately is going to help a lot of people sell more stuff. It's going to do good for the economy. At least this is the argument Mr. Motley makes. 5G has the potential to create or transform up to 16 million jobs across all sectors of the economy, which includes full-time and part-time work during the rollout and after. Motley argues that the U.S. economy will drive up to $2.7 trillion in additional gross output because of 5G, adding that this isn't green energy where government money is spent to hire people to make and install mass government subsidize green energy, quote unquote, to make very little. He's saying this very expensive energy is no good, but this is real economic activity driven by private investments, resulting in real success and real growth for real people. And unlike green energy, 5G is actually good for the environment. (laughs) This guy must be getting a piece of the 5G check. He goes on, 5G technology enables any connected power using device to sense and respond intelligently to demand or make other changes that have profound implications on energy use, such as energy that's used by manufacturing, agriculture, public transportation, public utilities, and different networks. They can all be significantly reduced. Similarly, a responsive grid can provide energy when it's needed, and 5G-equipped households will be able to manage their own energy use, thereby reducing the resources that are needed in the household. So that's the case. Do we get better internet, wireless internet, fifth generation, high speed wireless internet for 330 uh, million Americans or the potential for tens of millions to suffer because planes may not fly right, altimeters may not work? Well, according to tvtechnology.com, U.S. airlines are issuing a dire warning over tomorrow's 5G rollout. Companies say that AT&T and Verizon's deployment of C-band-based high-speed wireless services will interfere with air traffic control. In a letter to federal officials, including Secretary of Transportation Poot, Poot, <laughs> Poot Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg, and the National Economic Council Director, Brian Dees, Airlines for America, an industry trade group, said that the harm will result from a deployment on January 19th, and it's substantially worse than what we originally anticipated. That's a quote. The letter was signed by the largest U.S. airlines as well as UPS and FedEx. All right, so these are the people that fly us all over the place and bring us our packages. The companies asked Buttigieg to delay the deployment of 5G to towers located within a two-mile perimeter of airport runways that the FAA says were 5G might potentially interfere with sensitive equipment that they use for air traffic control. They warned that major disruptions not only will disrupt domestic travel, but international travel as well, saying, quote, unless our major hubs are cleared to fly, the vast majority of the traveling and shipping that the public does will be essentially grounded. United Airlines warned that the 5G rollout would have a devastating impact on aviation and could negatively affect an estimated 1.25 million United passengers, 
15,000 flights and more than 40 U.S. airports could be impacted as well. Adding that governments in other countries have successfully designed policies to ensure the safe deployment of 5G technology. And we're simply asking the U.S. government to do the same, is how United Airlines concluded their statement. Finalizing it with, we implore the Biden administration to act quickly and apply the same common sense solutions here that have clearly worked so well around the world. Well, there you go. That's the the airlines. Now, listen, I don't know who to believe anymore. I tend to not want to believe Joe El Baboso Biden. We do have to kind of take a look at what's going on. We don't want to put planes in jeopardy and we have to make sure that people are safe. Right. I mean, I don't think they're just going to make it up. Oh, we don't like 5G. So you've got to know they're saying specifically 5G towers that are near airports. They want them turned off. I think that's a reasonable accommodation, at least in my opinion, based on, you know, the three sentences that I read in this article. I'm sure if I drill down a little bit more, we get more information. I, I probably still have the same opinion, but maybe it would change. Bottom line, though, these airline pilots are saying, look, this is going to cause interference. Now, I can tell you here in the radio world, if I keep my cell phone too close to the wire that's connected to the mic or the wire that's connected to my headphones, I hear when a text is coming in about 10 seconds before the text message comes in or if an email pops in. I hear the interference in the actual line. You could hear it on the mic. You could hear it on the headphones. It'll be, it's, I don't know how to mimic the sound, but it's kind of like, it it kind of uh, lingers for about 10 or 15 seconds before, bing, you know, your text goes off and whatnot. So, I mean, the radiation that's emitted from these devices is real. And this is from a iPhone that I'm talking about. And I could hear it on a microphone, an analog microphone. So just imagine an, airplane that is re- relying on different sources of no sé qué, que sé yo, you know, who knows what for the, its altimeter to work, you know, to measure the altitude and whatnot. Uh, I think that's a reasonable accommodation. But, you know, you let me know if you think I'm wrong. I'm at Rich Valdez on all the social media. And I wanted to bring you these stories today because I think there's not enough conversation around them. They're a little bit on the serious side. I promise to get back to some of the off the beaten trail stuff. Um, in a future edition, maybe tomorrow we'll get to it. I've got these articles. Some of them are a little old, but they're really funny. Right, this one here, the 5,000 quest for the perfect butt, how the Brazilian butt lift, one of the world's most dangerous plastic surgery procedures, went mainstream. Then there's also this other one here, the man who didn't invent flaming hot Cheetos and a story about a guy who claimed to invent Cheetos but didn't invent Cheetos. And these are old stories, but I just think they're funny because they're important. And there's a new thing now about ketamine, how people are adding the horse tranquilizer ketamine into IV bags and then getting an IV drip with a little bit of ketamine to deal with anxiety and whatnot. And this is like a new IV therapy. So I want to get into that stuff, trying to see if I could find a couple of experts to discuss that stuff with, because when I was a kid in high school, people used ketamine in the form of special K and they would get into these drug induced psychoses that they called K holes. And it was just crazy. And something that I don't know firsthand, but I'd seen people go through and I was like, who would want to do that to themselves? But nonetheless, a lot of crazy high schoolers did that. So anyway, we're going to talk about that. I want to talk about a few other things before we go. I'm going to wrap up this piece right now on 5G, but let me know your thoughts at Rich Valdez on all the social media at Rich Valdez with an S and straight ahead. I'm going to tie it up with what's going on with the uh, political stories of the day. So we're not done just yet. Don't move a muscle. Keep it locked right here. I am Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. The 45th president, Donald Trump 
thinks it's an honor to speak with Rich Valdez. Oh, very good. It's an honor. Thanks, Rich. The honor is all yours. Conservative talk with a dash of sofrito. Now, here's Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. Please uh, make sure that you're uh, plugged in with us on social media so I could share stuff and we could have some conversations. I love the feedback that I get from you guys. Even the hate mail, I enjoy that too. It makes me laugh. And uh, also, I could let you know when we're putting out new stuff. And, you know, uh, during the transition uh, over the summer, switching from one network to another, there was uh, some production delays where, you know, the Sunday show was more difficult to produce and get all the elements for. So we're adding a fourth show for 2022. And uh, you can look forward to four episodes a week. Probably not a Sunday show anymore, only on occasion. It's just because it's kind of too difficult to put together because you got to wait for the Sunday shows to come out and react to them. And by the time we get it out, it's just not always easy to do it that way. But uh, I've added a Monday show to make sure that we are uh, on track with that and adding an additional show during the week to make it to keep it at three plus an additional day. So that's four shows a week. And I appreciate it um, as the show continues to grow. I can't do that without you guys. And I know sometimes it's uh, very intense. Sometimes it's kind of funny. Sometimes it gets a little bit into the weeds, maybe things that you might consider a little bit boring, but things that are important that we need to talk about and have beyond a headline understanding for. That's why sometimes I like to really dig into these articles. So uh, I appreciate that. But I want to talk about some of the stuff that we hear. Like I just saw a video on Rumble.com of Russell Brand. And Russell Brand is, I think, typical right he's he's one of these people that isn't necessarily a radical right winger or a far left progressive he's an independent person that has a lot of libertarian leanings is disgusted with uh, government self-dealing and decides you know what i gotta know what's going on so i can respond and react and i think there's a lot of people like him and i want you to hear some of the stuff he said because he in in one fell swoop in a pair or, or three or four sentences he basically normalizes so many different ideologies that I think is part of the problem. And I'm not saying he's part of the problem. I'm saying to to oversimplify things, to say that, you know, communism is just people sharing. It's it's well beyond people sharing. And I think we've gone into depth on that on this show. And we'll do it again because that's part of what I do. But I think it's important that you hear what he said and we, we take heed that this is um, part of the issue of normalizing these dangerous ideologies. Here's Russell Brand. Did you know that one of the reasons I feel disenchanted with contemporary political life, yes, the corruption, yes, the lies, the treachery, the duplicity, the relationship between big business, media, government, you've heard me say it a thousand times, you knew it already. Damn it, you've taught me about it. But something that we don't think about enough, in my opinion, is no one is presenting a real vision to us anymore, are they? People are saying, we'll take things further in the direction of authoritarianism, or we believe in personal freedom. But no one's saying, do you know we can remould the world however we want to? In fact, this kind of dystopia we're marching to, marching towards, is somebody's vision. It's the vision of the elites that's currently being fulfilled. He's right. This is a vision that belongs to someone else. Very important to take note of. Now, who is the someone else? Is that someone else someone that subscribes to the worldview of Marxism? Are they a godless leftist? Because most avowed Marxists believe that. They believe that they're helping the world, helping to rid you of your false beliefs in God, helping to help you understand crystal clear that this is about worshiping at the altar of big government 
not at your church or your mosque or your synagogue. Don't put your faith in the Almighty. Put your faith in the government. Put your faith in Barack Obama. Put your faith in Joe Biden. We're the ones that are going to help you, right? What did Biden say? Yeah, you didn't build that alone, right? I think that's what he said. Oh, let me be clear. Good old Barack. Who would have thought we'd get a president worse than him this quick with Joe Ed Baboso Biden? And I mean, truly a horrible, horrible performance. Check out this story right here, Breitbart.com. White House is pursuing Joe Biden communications reboot as his polls collapse. Senior administration officials told NBC News on Tuesday that the White House is exploring new ways to communicate directly with the American people. Ah, what's he going to do? Start doing rallies and uh, blowing up my email inbox like my man El Trompito texting me off the hook. But listen, it worked. Trump's got an, an incredible movement. Advisors ex- expressed the need for Biden to talk to more people directly instead of one-dimensional speeches from the White House. (laughs) The report revealed that his greatest political strength was empathy and the ability to connect with ordinary Americans. Listen, I would, I don't, you didn't report for that. How do you think he pulls this stuff off? He goes out there, he goes, come on, man, take the shot. Then he starts to whisper, corn pop, I got hairy legs. These are very ridiculous things, but clearly it's because there's a connection that's being made to people. When you do this whining, You know, when they ask you, what are you going to do about the withdrawal from Afghanistan? You left $9 billion, $8 billion worth of equipment or whatever that figure was. And the bad guys are going to have it. and They're going to come back and get us. And he says, what I want to know, he starts yelling at the reporter, right? And I wish I had this audio, but he's good at this stuff. What I want to know is what are you going to tell the single mom that's trying to help her kids study so he doesn't have to grow up in that same neighborhood so he can make it out of the ghetto and go to college? What are you going to tell him? Come on, man. And people get moved right away. Every single mom in the rooms, the tears are welling up in their eyes because Joe El Baboso Biden, lunch bucket Joe, he's a man of the people. He's not some creepy orange billionaire. He's Joe Biden. Listen, there's something for everybody out there. I get it. This is why I never uh, jump too far down the Biden's crazy. I call him a Baboso because he is. It's difficult for him to make several sentences in a row. Do I think he's evil? Yes. Do I think he's dangerous? Yes. Do I think he knows what he's doing? Yes. Even if it's just muscle memory. And I say it all the time. My dad, 79, 78 years old, he had Alzheimer's for, not Alzheimer's, but uh, what they called brain injury related dementia, TBI related dementia, because he had a brain injury. And there were certain things he wouldn't forget. A woman walk in the room, my dad became Casanova. Didn't matter what was going on, who was going on, who she was, where he was, how he was dressed. Right away, his posture stiffened up, shoulders went back, put that, that grin on his face and was like, how are you? Good afternoon. Can I help you? He was always Rico Suave when it came to the ladies walking in. That's just how he was, right? If it was a dude that walked in, right away he started posturing. Chest went out, clenching his fist. He was very territorial. He was an alpha. People say, hey, how are you? I'm Jack. And he'd say, Valdez. That was it. That's all you got. No nice to meet you. No, my name is Valdez. That was it. He was like Madonna. But anyway, that's how my old man was. And I understand how people that are plain spoken relate to people that are plain spoken like Joe Biden and like Trump in many ways. Right. Trump doesn't come across as a millionaire. What he say? I have the best words. I can be as presidential as anybody, more presidential than anyone. People love Trump because he tells it like it is because he's a New Yorker. And I think as a New Yorker, I'm super biased because I love the fact that he's a New Yorker and I understand him. I get the New York bravado. But yes, I agree. If Biden did more events, he'd get more people. If Biden lost a mask and actually brought people around him, 
he would he would actually bring more people. Who else can be a gaffe machine like Joe Biden saying the things he says? I learned about roaches, rusty straight razors. I mean, the things that he says and get away with it. It's because he's charming. He's an affable guy that you want to laugh at and, and laugh with. And you're like, yeah, yeah, why not? But when you got Senator Elizabeth Warren out on The View and other prominent Democrats that just they will not come to his rescue. He's barely holding on to Kamala Harris. Que mala eres. And by the way, I keep saying I'm going to record it. I promise that I will. Like this old song from DLG, right? It goes, que mala, Juliana, que mala eres. Que mala eres, Juliana. Dun, dun, dun. Right? I'm going to play the beat and I'm going to sing that with the que mala eres song. We're going to make a little song just for us here at This Is America. But Elizabeth Warren, she was on, looks like CBS, and she just dodges the question if Biden is fit to be in office. Listen to this. Okay, let me ask you about 2024. Do you believe that President Biden is up for the job? President Biden's running for re-election. I expect to support him. The, his approval ratings are some of the lowest that they've been for a very long time. I, I understand that. But remember, we've just finished the first quarter. We're just starting into the second quarter here. So we've got a lot of time, a lot of work in front of us. Oh, but you only have probably less than a year yes. uh, before you lose both the Senate and the House. Ah, All the polls, uh, the polls are very, bite very, very tongue. bad, right? I mean, the, the Gallup had a poll recently that showed a preference nationally for Republicans at a five-point margin over I Democrats. Know. You started the year with the insurrection and a nine-point advantage. No, I know. In the fourth quarter, it was a five-point advantage to the Republicans. So something's not right here. Something is not right, and it's called Joe Biden. Now, he's not only having a problem with every single Democrat and every single American voter, but even down the line, you've got black Americans that are saying, no, thanks. I'm not into it, man. Come on, man. No, thanks. Right. Charlemagne, the God was one of the first ones out there calling him out during the campaign gently, albeit. But he, he had the courage to ask the right questions. And Biden responded with a babosada. He said, if you if you don't know if you're voting for Trump or voting for me, then you ain't black. Right. You remember that. That's famous. Well, this same DJ right here in New York, Charlemagne the God, he's got a new take on Joe Biden. Listen to this. A list of the things we have been told, OK, that have that have had to be walked back by Walensky. All right. In February, the White House was forced to explain Walensky's comments that teachers did not need to be fully vaccinated for schools to reopen. A day later, White House Press Secretary uh, Jen, Jen Psaki, is that how you pronounce the name, said Walensky was speaking in her own personal capacity. Sir, that is Jen Pasirkle back Psaki, silent P, of course. Go ahead. In May, Walensky said fully vaccinated people could stop wearing masks indoors. Only to reverse course a few months later when new information showed even those with all the recommended shots could still transmit the virus. The latest messaging setback happened last month. When the CDC cut its recommended isolation period for those with COVID-19 to five days and recommended people who tested positive should continue to wear a mask in public for five additional days. Confused the hell out of us all. And folks urged the CDC to add a recommendation for a rapid test at the end of the first five days. You know what the head of the CDC said? You know what uh, Dr. Walensky said? She told CNN, we actually don't know how our rapid tests perform and how well they predict whether you're transmissible during the end of the, end of the disease. Who are we supposed to listen to, man? Now, this is how you know Walensky is getting coached by a Democratic consultant because she didn't answer the initial question. Now, of course, he's talking about Biden's head of the CDC, Rochelle Walensky. And this is one of the big splinter issues or wedge issues that Biden is losing black Americans on. They don't like 
this racism talk. Most of them favor voter ID, according to polls that I've seen. And they don't like the vaccine and all of this stuff saying you can't go to school, you can't go to work, you can't send your kids to school, you got to do this and you got to do that. And they're right. Because black Americans are American just like everybody else. And for Biden to treat people differently, to create conditions where it's going to affect one group of people more than another, and then try to cover it up with the way he says now we have to issue rationing based on race is absolutely insane. So when Charlemagne gives his um, not coveted donkey of the day award to Joe Biden's CDC director, it comes as no question to me why Joe Biden is losing support amongst his biggest base, his second biggest base, and all the rest of his base, because he's doing a terrible job. The people that he's picked to put in the administration are doing a terrible job. America is in bad shape, whether it's supply chains, whether it's COVID management, whether it's comparing Trump's last year of COVID without the vaccine and and the, the death toll versus this year. In any matchup, Biden loses. We're not doing better. You might find a few of your friends that might go, oh, yeah, no, I'm having the best year I've had in years. But there are very few of them, and I can guarantee you they're few and far between. Most people are not having their best year ever. For most people, life has gotten worse under Joe Biden, and it got better under Donald Trump. And that's just a fact. Jay-Z said it best, men and women lie, but numbers don't. That's why we have to stand for something, because if we stand for nothing, we'll fall for anything. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing. So don't just sit there and do nothing. Do something. Just like Charlemagne the God did something. He's firing back. He's saying enough is enough. Still loyal to his team, but he's calling them out. That's what you got to do. Time to rise up. And I don't mean to storm the Bastille and that type of thing. I mean, just take the next step. Go to the school board meeting, run for office, help somebody run it for office. If not you, then who? Because the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to do nothing. Hasta la próxima. Until the next time, America. I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, and this is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.